Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today we have a very special guest, John Curtis. We'll be talking about go while you are able. Well, welcome back, everybody. We are excited today. I'm especially excited. One of my favorite people is here with us, and uh, it's going to be talking about this this topic of going while you are able. Uh, well, John, I'm going to let you just introduce yourself to uh, everybody that's listening. Okay. Well, my name is John Curtis, and uh, I'm married to Joy, and we have three children. There's John Mark, who is married to Sharice and has two children. Uh, Julie, who still lives at home with us, and Jonathan, who is married to Courtney and has two children. We live in Edmond, Oklahoma. I supposedly, I'm retired, but uh, I'm very busy. <laughs> very busy. The, uh, the, the, so you're the first gospel preacher I ever heard. Um, so I, I came up to Durant for tennis, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the, the deacons up there, Sean Hamill, uh, introduced me to the church. And so the first true gospel message I ever heard was from you uh, in 2013. And uh, so, so anyway, I, I say all that. You preached there at, at 7th and Beach, it was at the time. It's now the Durant Church of Christ. Um, and you preached there for, I think, four years or so before you retired uh, when I was there. Uh, you had been there for a while, but it was maybe about four years, and then you retired. And the next thing I know, you're uh, filling in for like six months at another congregation, <laughs> full time, and then you're at another congregation, and, and you just consistently preach, and you continue to preach. And um, you know, I've I've always found that to be incredibly inspirational because you could have been done, you could have stopped. You know, you had moved up to Edmond. Uh, you uh, drove back down, I mean, three hours every Sunday it was to to preach at a smaller congregation. And you didn't have to do that, but you chose to do it because you were able to do it and because you wanted to do it. And and I think that's just such a, t- such a testament that regardless of where we're at in life, if we have the opportunity to do something, if we're able to do something, we ought to go and do it, especially if it's for the Lord. Yes. I agree. <laughs> and there's the sermon for tonight. Okay, good. <laughs> Wrapped up already. Yeah. Well, that was the fastest podcast I've ever been Wasn't on. Wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually, you know, as uh, as Chris talks about uh, about you, you know, and I, I see uh, other individuals throughout the church and uh, and the, the fire, they just, uh, they, they don't let it go out. They, they say, there's a job to be done and I'm going to continue to work. I'm going to continue to do this job regardless of age, quite honestly. That um, that they just don't let the uh, the the world. They don't let Satan try to put put obstacles in their way and let that stop them. And uh, just continuing to say there is a job to be done, and I'm I'm going to continue pursuing um, souls for Christ. It, it actually reminds me of of a couple of uh, authors of the New Testament, um, the Apostle Paul, as he writes to Timothy and refers to him as as his son in the faith, his child in the faith, and then I also think of John. Um, in first, second, and third John, he, he's writing. 
writing to his children. Um, I was just flipping through here in First John. There are multiple times where as he is addressing the Christians he's writing to, he says, now little children, or, or hear me little children. Or, and, and he refers to the brothers and sisters uh, in the faith as, as little children um, because of the, the reason that he he sees them like like his his children in the faith. He he's passed along this message. He shared with them this beautiful gospel message, and um, and throughout his life, he continues to pursue them and continues to to build them up, um, and doesn't let uh, let anything get in the way of that. Yeah. And Colossians one twenty eight, uh, one of my favorite passages, and one of the ones I have always. I guess kind of considered as uh, my purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul writes the Colossian brethren, him we preach, Jesus we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. And I've kind of looked at that as my uh, motivation and purpose uh, for ministry for, for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter where it's at. If I have the opportunity, that's what I want to try to do. Yeah. Now, how do we go about encouraging people in that? Um, you know, you can look around in the church and you see some people that it's like that they they've got it. They've got their mind wrapped around that I I'm going to continue to, to encourage the church. I'm going to continue to build up the saints. Um, but there's some, regardless of age, again that uh, that let the world kind of affect the the. Um, their desire to to encourage and build up the church that it's okay well that's what i do on sundays um so how do we go about inspiring people to say hey we can't let anything get in the way this is the most important thing Uh, there are a lot of things that get in the way yeah Uh, sometimes it's because we allow them to other times we really don't have any choice i mean there are doors that are closed Mm -hmm. when you there's just nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, there's illnesses that come up. There is age uh, that eventually can get you <laughs> yeah. uh, down. But we all ought to be striving to, to do what we can all mm-hmm. the time. Um, since right. this podcast will come out after tonight's lesson, yes. I assume. Yes. Uh, there, there are a couple of things I want to try to do tonight. One is talk about the word go. Because we usually think of the word go as actually physically going some distance, maybe overseas or to another state or another area. And actually, I look at our ministry as just going outside of ourselves mm. and uh, going outside of the church building, going outside of the congregation, uh, going to others. And it, it doesn't have to be going some great distance. It's just the idea that we are looking outward. And I think it's what Jesus did. Jesus called us to follow him. But once we learn to follow him, then we naturally go because that's what he did. He went. He went to others. He didn't sit back and say, you know, everybody come to me. Uh, and in Matthew, he mentions, for example, you know, he says, um, I didn't come in order to serve, to be served, but in order to serve. Yeah. And that should be you know, the way we look at ministry, where we're trying to reach others, influence others. Um, When you think about while we can go, we all can go. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing. We may not be able to go the way we want to or where we want to or how we want to, but we can do something. And sometimes we have to make adjustments. That that reminds me of... uh, 
Acts 16. You've got Paul and Silas who have been preaching. And in verse 24, it says, having received the order, uh, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. And so, you know, Paul and Silas, they're, they're in prison. I mean, they're, they cannot physically go. <laughs> yeah. It says their feet are in the stocks. They're, they ain't moving. Yeah. They're stuck. And yet, what do they do? Verse 25, it says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, and, and so they, they end up getting out of the prison, and you see that this jailer, this Philippian jailer and his family are converted. Well, Paul and Silas didn't go to the jailer. They were brought to the jailer. Mm-hmm. But where they were, they did what they could. And in the capacity that they had, they chose to serve the way that they could. And that was praying and singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they couldn't move. They were imprisoned. They were shackled. They they were stuck. Uh, they, they couldn't go for a walk if they wanted to stretch their legs. They, I mean, they could not move. And so the idea of going outside of yourself, doing something that, that you know, may not be the most comfortable thing. I would imagine that singing in a prison in Rome with just two people was not the most comfortable thing to do. Might be a little odd. Might be a little odd. And yet that didn't stop them because that was one way that they could spread the message. And so I, I just think it's so powerful to the idea that everywhere we are, we can make a difference. And it's that, that old adage, you know, grow where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's such an important thing for us to understand is we're all planted at different places and we're all going to grow to different heights, but we're all going to grow if we allow ourselves to. And, you know, when you first assign this topic of go while you can, my first thoughts ran in the direction of age, of course. <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm thinking, okay, you need to go and do this or do that before you get too old uh, because you don't like to travel as much yeah. uh, sometimes. Just like I really appreciate even more today living in Oklahoma because the <laughs> traffic down here is horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's nice in Oklahoma City. <laughs> but, you know, Jesus, he, he went doing things, and he was always looking uh, for opportunities. I know Myron talked about opportunities mm-hmm. on his week, and I'm going to try to stay away from that a whole lot. But, uh, you know, he always was looking opportunities. You look in, in John, for example, first of all, there's Nicodemus. Nicodemus comes to him. He doesn't go to Nicodemus, but Nicodemus comes to him and he takes the opportunity and teaches him about the new birth. And the next chapter, you know, there's the Samaritan woman. He wasn't supposed to talk to Samaritans. He was according to culture, he wasn't supposed yeah. to talk to Samaritans or women. And, um, there was question about her character and yet he seizes the opportunity and then he tells his disciples when they come back you know that uh, you need to open your eyes the fields are white into harvest well who's he talking about he's talking about all the samaritans that are surrounding him man Mm -hmm. and uh, he always sought those opportunities wherever he was and it didn't matter what time of day it was if there was an opportunity he would pause and he would talk to others yeah. You know, um, so many times when we start thinking about um, 
the examples that we see from Scripture. It's it's uh, looking actually at the lives of of the men uh, throughout the, the first century church, the lives of these people who who devoted their lives to Christ, and and we're like, look at the example of Paul, look at the example of Peter or John or 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 Silas or whoever it may be, and it's yeah. like we should we should strive to be like that. We should strive to be like the first century church. I actually yeah. saw a quote on Facebook though the other day. And it said, um, uh, actually, let me pull it up because I'm going to misquote it if I don't read it. But it said, until we begin to truly live like the brethren in Acts 2, then we should stop comparing ourselves to them. And that's almost a, not almost, that is a very big wake-up call. Because all the time we say, yeah, we're the, we're the first century church. Our, the, this church was not founded um, in you know the 15, 16, 17, 1800s or anything. It's not a denomination. We are the, the church of the New Testament. We are the first century church. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times we don't live like it. And that includes in the way that we go, uh, in yeah. the way that we take the message and in, in, uh, in our daily lives and, and share the message. And so we call ourselves the first century church, yeah. yet we we don't live like the first century church lived. And so how can we be calling ourselves the first century church? Um, and so that's just a reminder that, wow, we if we're going to be true to our words and um, – and where our faith is, and uh, and that it's not in any other any other man, any denomination, but it's solely in Jesus. It's solely in Christ that we are the church that belongs to Christ. Yeah. We have a huge responsibility to live up to that. Absolutely, do I mean to go and to proclaim His word is not it's not an easy thing. Uh, it was a whole lot less easy. In the, in the Roman Empire, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you, know, you you look at it today. If if we go out and we try to talk to people about Jesus, what's the worst that happens? They laugh at us. They make fun of us. They ignore us. Maybe some crazy person might punch us. I don't know, but for the most part, I mean, I, I've got to be honest. I I have been in some semi-rough parts of the country sharing yeah. the gospel. Uh, uh, like in even like the, the, one of the things I can think of is even in Philadelphia um, yeah. in a uh, lower income neighborhood there going door knocking. And I've never even had somebody laugh at me or shout at me. The worst was like you mentioned it yeah. being ignored. Being ignored. Yeah. That, that was, that is the worst reaction I've ever had to sharing the gospel. And, and so, and so that's kind of my point, right? Is like the, the, the worst thing that's going to happen, right? Is likely just being ignored. Yeah. People aren't listening. They don't care. Very worst. I've, I have seen people get beaten up. I've seen mm-hmm. people, you know, in videos. Sure, that's a possibility. Yeah. But I mean, it's such a, it's such a reach yeah. for us to think that that's going to happen to us. Most of the time, when we talk to somebody about Jesus. We talk to somebody about the gospel. What's their response going to be? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I go to church somewhere. Yeah, I'd mm-hmm. be interested to talk with you. Yeah, I'd be interested in having a Bible study. Or no, I'm not really interested right now. But you know, I. Be happy to take your number. Something kind, and especially here in the Bible Belt. I mean, oh yeah, goodness gracious, we are beyond blessed to be able to talk about God in a place and talk about Jesus in a place where people are not just receptive to the Word, but a lot of them want to follow His Word mm-hmm. and want to be like Him. And so, you know, this this go while you're able. We have all of the ability in the world 
Um, well, actually, I kind of wanted to talk about that for a second because that's one of the things that people will say regardless of age again yeah. um, that, oh, I just don't have the ability to do that. Like, like I, I, I can't open my mouth and talk to people and I'm like, okay, Moses, um, we're going <laughs> to figure this out. <laughs> um, because like you're, you were saying at the beginning that we each have our different abilities. We each have the things that we are capable of. And so we have to hone in on that. Yeah. Well, one of the things that popped to my mind earlier in the conversation was WBS. Mm-hmm. So World Bible School, you can go online, you can create a teacher account, you can go through the series yourself as a student. Mm-hmm. And on that teacher account, you can type to people, which means you can take your time and think about what you're going to say. They even give you hints. Like if you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what the question was or, or you know specifically what should be the answer, you can click on the hint. Like, well, how are they supposed to answer and you can see what WBS says, this is what the answer ought to be. And then you can take your time to respond, to send messages to people where it's not in person, face-to-face. And you can, in that way, share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, WBS is, is baptizing, I mean, people people are being baptized daily because of WBS. So, yeah. so absolutely, we can proclaim God's word. And it may not be, as you were saying earlier, John, it may not be in the avenue that we think it may not be in the avenue we necessarily want, but it can be in an avenue that is possible. Well, the passage that comes to my mind uh, when Dylan was speaking a minute ago is Mark chapter 5, the Gadarene demoniac. It's one of my favorite stories, I guess, uh, especially related to this topic because, you know, Jesus goes and he heals him there in the garden, well, well in the cemetery, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh the Gadarene demoniac is so appreciative, he wants to go with Jesus. And Jesus tells him no, which makes no sense to us in one sense. But what does he tell him to do? You go back to your people, you go back to the ones that know you, and you tell them what I have done for you. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't call us to go, you know, he doesn't uh, require us to know a particular lesson or series of lessons to share with somebody else, Jesus told the Gadarene demoniac, go and tell them what I've done for you, which requires us to stop and think, what has he done for me? And if you can, you know, just look at that personal relationship, what Jesus has done for you, that's what he calls you to share with them. You know, the teaching can come later and in more detail, but basically he says, go and tell them what I've done for you. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned the Samaritan woman. Um, that's exactly yeah. what the instruction given to her as well. Uh, g- yeah. She went back and uh, her entire village, uh, some call her the first missionary, you know, she she went back and told her whole town and, and they were all like, oh, we, we want to meet this guy. We, we've yeah. we've got to follow him. Um, and and she just went back and shared what she knew. She just went back and, and shared um, her own encounter with Christ. And we all have an encounter counter, I kind of put that in quotes, with Christ. Um, uh, and we have to just share people our story. We, we have to tell people, this is what I know about Jesus. This is what I know that, that he has done. And, uh, and I, I sometimes leave it at that. Sometimes you can take yeah. it further, but that's yeah. the, all you have to do. That's planting seeds. Yeah. yeah. You know, Jesus has healed me of my sin. Yeah. Jesus has made me whole. Jesus has set my life on a better path. I mean, yeah. telling how your life is different. Because you're a Christian, you know, that, that's a, you know, for some people, that's not, 
you know, for those who grew up in the church, it's not a drastic change some of the time. Some of the time it is, but some of the time it's just, well, I was baptized and I, you know, continued to serve and do what I was supposed mm-hmm. to do. And for those who were outside of the church, sometimes that's a very, like, 180-degree world-altering change in someone's life. And either way, that has power. Because if you've been following Jesus, even if you weren't baptized, you're not a Christian, but you've been following him and you know this is the good life to live, right? And now I'm just doing it to a greater degree and I'm doing it better. I'm doing it with purpose and I, I, you know... That's powerful in and of itself, because you understand what's right and what's true. And if you came from a background that is not that, and realize, well, this is the way I ought to live, that has power in and of itself, too. Because the people that we are reaching, people who we are talking with in the world, they come from that. And that's what they know. They know sin. They know worldliness. They know all of that, and they don't know Jesus. And so it's you know, important that we go. And at some point, nobody's going to be able to go because Jesus is coming back. Mm-hmm. And so the other, you know, the other part of that, go while you're able. <laughs> Eventually Jesus is going to come back and nobody's going to be able to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, you, yeah. We, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. You know, we're not guaranteed the next minute. And so we need to go while we're able. Yeah. No, that's good. I think together we put together a three-point sermon. Uh, oh, good. Go while you're able because of your age, because of your own abilities, yeah. and then because Jesus is coming back someday, yeah. and so we have to go now because uh, yeah. he hey, may come back tomorrow. You can write your sermon now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Put it all together. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else? Well, one of the things I was going to mention, you know, one of the things I've always tried to do is, like I mentioned from Colossians one twenty-eight, is to – Encourage others to to be Christ like and to become like Him. And years ago, decades ago now, uh, there was the WWJD uh, mm-hmm. movement, sort of. Yeah. And uh, you know, what would Jesus do? I kind of look at that and I adapted it and said it ought to be LLJL, live like Jesus lived. Mm. And um, like you know, that's what we're striving for if we follow Him. When he asked disciples to follow him, he wasn't just saying, hey, get behind me and go where I go. Uh, he was trying to teach them to become like him in all manners. Yeah. And, you know, there's humility and sacrifice. And when we learn to really follow Jesus and we become like Jesus, then we we can't help but go, yeah. you know, because he went. Mm-hmm. I think that's ultimately the... Bottom line, the more we become like Jesus, the more we become like Jesus. Yeah. And uh, that's that's what we ought to do. We ought to do as Jesus did, live like Jesus. I like that, LLJL. It's almost like LL Cool J, but it's not. It's no. LLJL. No, it's <laughs> <Very> <laughs> different, totally different. Though. Totally different. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, John, I appreciate you coming on here and talking with us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always enjoy getting to... You know, sit at your feet, listen to you, and, and just chat with you. Um, and we were grateful that you drove all the way from Oklahoma down to the Promised Land uh, yeah. to 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 preach here and 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 share some wisdom with the the people here at Keller. So, uh, thank you very much. Uh, for, thank uh, you. Thanks for having me. Of course, for everybody listening, we just ask you hang on just a little longer. You can hear uh, how you can help us, and uh, uh, just thank you all very much. Hope you have a wonderful day. 
Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a, through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a, uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be posting in, in each of our episodes and we just hope that you will that you'll reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word so we appreciate you thank you all have a blessed week